This is a HeadGum Podcast. Oh, man. If you're anything like me, you're totally missing out on cereal because your cereal was such a big part of your childhood but now you know carbs are a little unhealthy too high in sugar uh unhealthy food i can't eat blah 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 but no we got you taken care of zero grand they were talking about magic spoon this cereal has zero sugar 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving 140 calories a serving that's it it's keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy free low carb and gmo free now i don't know if i'm allowed to say this but being a stoner who's trying to you know not pack on pounds having magic spoon in the house makes for a great healthy dessert slash late night snack slash hungover breakfast when you just want some cereal, but you don't want to mess with the fruity flaw flaws or whatever. So get yourself magic spoon. Their variety pack comes with four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Last night, me and Tiff mixed cocoa with peanut butter and it was awesome it tastes just like the cereal from your childhood but it's super nutritious so go to magicspoon.com slash ham to grab a variety pack and try it today and be sure to use our promo code ham at checkout to save five dollars off your order and magic spoon is so confident in their product it's backed with a hundred percent happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they'll refund your money no questions asked remember get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ham and use the code ham h-a-m to save five dollars thank you magic spoon for sponsoring this episode What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, standing six foot two, 298 pounds. Suck it, Mitch. From Nassau County, Long Island, the number one fuck boy, Johnny G. <laughs> Joining me as always in High My Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gamers. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur, currently bothering my wife. Also joining me in the Heidi Mighty Studios, all recurring guests. Don't think they've any of them have been on at the same time before. They're all legends in their own podcasting game, and we are all different types of the same type of guy. I'm looking at the zoo around for the four of us, and we are the worst game of guests whoever. From the Doughboys Podcast, it's Mike Mitchell. From the Action Boys Podcast, it's Ben Rogers. And from the Ball Talk Podcast, it's Charlie Sanders. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how are you? That's what I'm fucking talking about. (laughs) I just sprained my wrist doing the Pauly hand. Mitch, we're all waiting for you to say like one thing. I was politely waiting. I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was really like, I was like, should I say how you doing? But I was afraid to do it. Why? Do you want to? Do you want to play a drop or something to make you feel more comfortable? <laughs> how you doing? There you I, go. Oh, that was there good. Go. That was that, good. That was really I like good. it. Yeah. I like it. That was the best one yet. That's why yeah. you waited. And we'll edit out. We'll edit out all the practice ones you did before, so that. <laughs> Leave in just a nice pause, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, leave in the long pause. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm an Irish. Being Italian or or, or even pretending to be Italian, it's not my wheelhouse. I feel feel weird doing it. I'm an Irish guy. You're not trying to get canceled out here. 
No, when I grew when I grew up, when I grew up, like it's funny. I remember fighting this kid Anthony, who was my best friend. But I was fighting, like we got into a fist fight, and I remember he called me like a uh, the slur for an Irish person. Like he was like, <laughs> "Are you not allowed to say it?" The M word. <laughs> the M word. The M word. Don't say it. He said the M word. He, 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 he said the M word. He said the M word. He got canceled for saying the M word. I'm sorry. I have to ask the follow up. What is the M? <laughs> <laughs> I did the uh, uh, the ancestry dot com. Um, what's your heritage thingy, where mm-hmm. you like spit in a little cup and send it in, and then they tell you what you are. And I was like sitting there waiting to find out what exotic, crazy thing I had um, in my bloodline, and it turned out nothing. It was so disappointing. <laughs> I was English, Irish, Scottish, and Welsh, and that's fucking it. Yeah. That's what all us Caucasians do with the 23 and me is roll the dice that you have something you that you can say. I'm one sixteenth sub-Saharan or whatever, yeah. you know, like just some distant thing. I'm like, I'm not just a part of the problem. No, I I'm swear. just a Liverpudlian yeah. bricklayer. That's what I am. Ooh, I hope I get something good back on this because I've been working for the NAACP for a while now. I got to prove it. Hopefully they're not there when it comes in the mail. <laughs> Shit, I put a head and send it to my wife. <laughs> I don't know why I volunteered to do this. <laughs> mine, mine said, mine said four. It was ninety six percent Irish and then four percent like Northern Europe, and then it updated. And it was a hundred percent Irish. It went from. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we saw a great, great, wanted, great uncle it. that was British, but we removed that. <laughs> are you guys are you guys paranoid about at all about like your genetic information being out there? No. <laughs> what are they going to do with it? And they're not going to. God, they wouldn't. I mean, there's got to be some sick fuck Doughboys fan out there that works at 23 and Me. That's like. <laughs> Oh, he slipped in the Northern Europe part. <laughs> That's his jizz. <laughs> yeah, he put a little of himself in there. Oh, fuck. That was me that got in there. <laughs> I shouldn't have kissed it to 100% Irish. Why did I kiss his? I got to stop was, kissing in the slides. He was jacking off to Doughboys while he did the test. Just tried to mm. take a little sip of his spit, and I guess I backwashed. Mm. I'm so close to Northern you, Northern Europe, so he's like, friend, he's like, uh, I took a little sip when I was doing the test. <laughs> I love my Mitch. I love the dough boys. <laughs> Burger boy and the big cheese. <laughs> they call it something different yeah. there. <laughs> uh, we, do, we, call, we call it the spoon man. <laughs> Royale with cheese. I was... Uh... Uh, I, I'm waiting for a statute of limitations on a couple of things uh, to pan out. Then I'll do the 23 and me. I don't want to get fucking uh, <laughs> Golden State Killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need you need the rest of your family to like pass away so like they can't be. <laughs> the second I do it, I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna do 23 and me. And then you guys read a headline like, I'm arrested for old jerking off at work situations. <laughs> a McDonald's camera caught. Him. He left the bathroom door open a little bit in a McDonald's security. I knew camera. when I found this spunk at work in 2002 that I should bag it and save it, and one day I'll figure out who did it. Seth they Simons writes an article busting that- you. <laughs> they disgraced the town of Hempstead lifeguard shack bathroom. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Sopranos episode. <laughs> yeah. 
I where just did a Sopranos three episode. Irish guys <laughs> and like one point two five Italian guy are gonna break down. Roger's arguing point two five Italian. No, I think that's Gabriel's. Oh, that's no, ga- okay. Gabriel's I'm point five Italian. Oh, okay. uh, my mom's my mom's whole side. Uh, but uh, and my dad's whole side. I don't know, which is part of the excitement of doing twenty three and me. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I kind of want to do it just to undo like my brother's tattoos because I <laughs> like I feel like turns out we're Polish, bud, because we don't know. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> he, we we thought German up until we were like twenty. Gabriel's? Didn't he? Didn't he get like the German like falcon or like eagle or whatever the fuck it is? <laughs> he got whatever the one. Whatever the one that is holding is. the plus That's sign. Not a good idea. <laughs> kind of holding that like twisty plus sign. <laughs> That's not a good idea. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm saying like, I'm I think German. we're Polish. He's like, this isn't about. <laughs> this is something big. No, nah, man, it doesn't. Who cares what the twenty three me fucking gives us back? It's more important than that. Oh, no. <laughs> but I just did a Sopranos episode of the Doughboys, so I thought, how else to coast off that airstream of the behind the paywall episode than to eliminate Nick Weiger from the conversation and add my friend who I've been t- screaming about Sopranos with on another podcast, Action Boys. And then I've been dying to see Charlie for a long time. And if I. <laughs> One of a few interactions we've had in the last couple in the last year was Charlie texting me going, You were name dropped in this Sopranos Reddit thread that I'm deep in. I was like, oh, thank you. So I gathered what? the fucking gang together to What what was the mention? I gotta hear what the mention was. I don't remember now, but it was someone there were, I mean, do you guys go on the Sopranos subreddit? I don't know. I'm, I've the, I'm at the super it. I'm what's that? I've no I've I've looked at it before. I it was someone just being like, oh, this thing this guy says reminds me of something Gabriel said on his podcast or whatever, something like that. It wasn't uh, derogatory or anything. Gabriel and I only go on the fappening subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still cranking it. What's, 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 the, what's the action like on the on the fappening subreddit the, four years out or so? Is it still? <laughs> it's still hopping, man. It's, it's, it's hot, hot as of, ever. It, a lot of people have like, we kind of, there's a little talk of the fappening, but mostly it's like we're on to like all all new shit. We're like buying different stocks and stuff. Yeah, it's, We've become it's a lot of stock of- stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was someone just be, like referencing like, oh, uh, Gabriel said this about. I saw Gabriel at a construction site once do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know the number one fuck boy? <laughs> Johnny Cakes? Gabriel? <laughs> Man, I just finished a rewatch like three months ago with Tiff. I hadn't watched it since it originally aired. So I definitely, this is probably my first catching every single episode for sure. And I read that book, The Soprano Sessions, along yeah, with it that. based off of Rogers Recco. And it really helped me lock in each episode and remember subplots and characters like a few episodes later. It was fucking a I had a blast rewatching. Yeah, I'm always slightly off the zeitgeist. I'm either before or after everyone else. And (laughs) for some reason, I watched this last year. I like rewatched all of The Sopranos. I think it's because I just got that book. And so now I'm like, I was like, fuck, I wish I would have waited a year and watched with the rest of the fucking world during the (laughs) pandemic. You can always rewatch. It's eminently rewatchable. It's so rewatchable. And then and Sanders and I have been talking about the Sopranos pretty much on loop. Since we met each other. Yeah. (laughs) Oh four. I mean, since season five. Yeah. (laughs) It's it is it is the it is the best show, but it is I should get Soprano sessions and, and read it and watch it again because it is that sort of thing of like character 
they're like, oh, Sopranos thought that their audience was smart, so they didn't play like they didn't play dumb with the show at all. But it is too smart. There's characters that you can just not you are like, who is who the fuck is that guy? Like that does. I think that does what happen. makes it so rewatchable though is yeah. then you can rewatch it and enjoy it on a whole nother level. For, There's for so me, many like interwoven elements and Easter eggs and stuff. The yeah. dream stuff is so much better now than when it originally aired. Like I'm more yeah. fascinated by the abstract stuff than when it first came out. Now there, is that there because is it's stuff. forty? Is that forty versus twenty? Is that thirty-eight versus twenty-two? Because I, yeah, I, I don't of, think so. I th- I think it's because like at the time there were plenty of forty-year-olds that were like, "Hey, what the fuck's with this dream <laughs> shit? Whack <laughs> right, right. somebody!" Yeah, <laughs> less yak and more whacking. <laughs> yeah, I was I was shocked by how short the dream stuff was because my mom I watched with my mom. Which how was, do you say it? mom the English version? It yeah, sounds like you're saying she, mom. She, uh, mom. With my mom, yeah, it's that's my the four percent right there. That, it, <laughs> my accent's gotten worse since I've been back. I shouldn't stay here. It's terrible. But she, it was we were watching, we were watching together, which was you know it it it's intense at times. But she hated uh, she hated all the dream sequence stuff, which I I didn't. She she just didn't. If it's like fake, I don't know what her deal is. She's like it's fake, and I'm like, but the show is. Yeah, what the every fuck show are you talking fake. about? Every show is not real. Sorry, I, mom. I can't come to the funeral. I don't want my accent to peak again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go. I'm, stay, I'm staying in Los Angeles. Give everybody my best. <laughs> <laughs> Whose funeral is that for? Is this the scary part I'm wondering? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just leave it open ended. <laughs> it's coming, though. It's coming. I guess I'll go to your funeral without you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> How are you calling me? <laughs> From beyond. Um, <laughs> like I, the, dream, the, the dream stuff isn't even, it's only, it's just like, it doesn't take up that much time of the show. It's so no, funny that people all. are upset about it because it's 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 over quickly. You know what I mean? Like, I it's just an episode. I think people also roll into the, um, the one episode in the alternate, like, afterlife with uh, Finnerty, uh, Kevin Finnerty. Yes, Kevin yeah. Finnerty. <laughs> I think that really fucked people up. Yeah. And that Kevin Finnerty episode, this is like the Irish guys talking about how great the Kevin Finnerty episode is. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we're represented. Ah, oh, <laughs> The dream sequences were the best. <laughs> <laughs> but that shit is so great. Now rewatching oh, it, it. And then- all the like, what was that show? The leftovers. Everybody kind of lost their shit at some of the stuff they did in the leftovers, and then I, I finally watched it. I was like, oh, this is kind of like what I mean. They're doing what the Sopranos did, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't I, see the leftovers. I will say the dream sequences. I really enjoy them. I hate dream sequences in dramas that just use it as like a. Obviously, you didn't kill Don Draper right here. Obviously, Don Draper, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I hate those fake out dream sequences. Mm. And Sopranos did it once or twice, but then the dream sequences started to like, you know, matter and be yeah. thematic and interesting. I mean, it's such a cool, weird thing that you would never guess with a show like this. It's like, it's a mob show, but it's full of like superstition, and, yeah. like supernatural stuff mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah. I I never picked up on when they, they see, uh, pussy in the ha- in the like in the mirror looking in yeah. the mirror that one time yes oh what a great pickup rewatching it man let me tell you it is just when my mom was like who is that again is that big pussy she kept saying that the entire <laughs> fucking show 
I'm like, yeah, it's uh, fucking, it's big pussy. I'm the guy I, with my nickname. <laughs> this is <laughs> Jesus Christ, mom, stop well, it. That was more of a dig on my name. nickname. That was Does more that of a mean she has one nickname, or are there a lot of <laughs> big pussies out there? Uh, I wish you were a little pussy. I <laughs> ran to my room. Door slam. <laughs> now, little pussy was a reference on The Sopranos. Yes, that, and that's pilot, who, right. And that's I just rewatched the pilot. Yeah, <laughs> it was <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> Before I had you. <laughs> uh, you know little, what I've been? Bi- no, was, big pussy, my pussy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. That's right. Uh, Have you guys been listening to um, Talking Sopranos? I caught a couple. I was going to save it for the next time I do a rewatch. It's fucking great. That's what I've been doing during the pandemic is I'll watch the episode on Sunday night and then Monday I'll listen to the the podcast and it's fucking fantastic. Oh, that's fun. I might have to do it's It's Bobby and Christopher, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're great. They have a great like comedy dynamic too. <laughs> so it's like it's. I listen part, partially for the analysis and the behind the scenes stuff, but also they're just really funny and they go off on crazy weird tangents and shit. It's really oh. good. I got Michael Imperioli is a guy who I'm just surprised doesn't just in more stuff constantly. I mean, I'm sure he is. There's a million things out there, but I, I, he's so good in that Whenever show. Whenever he that- pops up, I'm always like, oh, fuck, yeah, he's good. Like, um, <laughs> Yeah, totally. What was that Ben Stiller escape from Denimora? Yeah, he played Cuomo. Oh, yeah. He played Cuomo, and he's great. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's great. Uh, I, well, he's um, got the golden handcuffs of that Life on Mars season 12 shit. You know, he's just <laughs> deep on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this show, Ben mentioned this when I, when I was started watching it, he's like, oh, it kind of makes you dislike other shows. And I, truly it yeah. knocked Mad Men and Breaking Bad down a peg in my book. Cause yeah. I, I, and I like those shows and I still Same. like them and, mm. and, tif- and we'll rewatch Mad Men at some point. Cause we love that show. But after watching Sopranos, it's like all the, like, so not just the like basic premise, but there's like so many beats that are just like ripped off and i i mean maybe sopranos just set tone for like what the the genre would be yeah Yeah. well it does infuriate me anytime there's a new kind of flash in the pan sensation that somebody will start a new list of like the best shows of all time and sopranos isn't one and i'm like you gotta wait five years before you throw some of these shows (laughs) on there because like they are not gonna age well and and like time will go by and i'm like bar none Sopranos is ahead of everybody yeah. by a head and shoulders. For sure. yeah. Great yeah. shows have come and gone, and, and gone. Sopranos are still. I mean, mo- kids are watching Sopranos. People, yeah. old people have been watching Sopranos forever. It's it fucking it. You, I was, like you uh, said, it's I, timeless I was, and very specific to a time period, and still doesn't feel dated, which is crazy. Yeah. I was watching this movie and I was looking up like trivia and factoids about it. And one of the things I found was David Chase really loved it. And so then I was like, oh, I wonder what other movies David Chase is into. So then I went down a rabbit hole of David Chase interviews. And in one of them for uh, the Irish Times, of course, the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's all you read. <laughs> He talks, he kind of ta- throws shade on other shows. He's like, I'll read about these other prestige television shows, and they're just, I won't name them, but they're just glorified cop shows. They're not really that good. They're not doing anything great. It really <laughs> seems like he's talking about Dexter in the interview. Oh, um, oh that's funny. <laughs> I was but, nervous that it was about The Wire yes, or something yeah. for a second, because I, I, I do love The Wire, but 
I think Sopranos is I watched Mad Men for the first time over the pandemic and then watched uh Sopranos again for the first for not for the first time but my second rewatch ever and uh I think Mad Men is like the second best show but I think I think that Sopranos is still it's is better than everything like else. It's Sopranos. It is. Oh, yeah. It is a it's lot a like lot Sopranos. Like, it's the it, most of them that like it, and the creator like, worked on it and everything of course. Right. Yeah, Mad Men yeah. pilot got got him the job. Yeah. That was oh, a, yeah, that's right. yeah. That was a sample. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That, there's so much like parallels of like the dual life the sort of pops of violence like so much fun stuff that they took from sopranos for madman and made it really work have you guys I read like- difficult men yes i, I have yeah, yeah. It, it's fucking great but they talk about um it's a book outlining the um the rise of the tv and like the yeah the, uh in the late 90s 2000s and kind of how it's all about diff- the the protagonists and all these stories are quote unquote difficult men um, mm. and they follow the showrunners for each show interviewing them and people who worked on them and the David Chase part is the highlight of the book it's definitely worth reading just for that but they talk about hiring uh, Matthew Weiner and uh, or is it Weiner I can't I can never remember Wiener. I don't know <laughs> it's Wooner yeah <laughs> Oh, I was and, uh, <laughs> Everybody, it seems like they don't, no one really liked him in that David Chase loved him because they, they were both art film nerds and he knew all his references and essentially David Chase just wrote the whole show and now he had somebody who he liked. And the joke was when, for, I can't remember who said it, but uh, it might have been David Chase when they hired uh, Weiner. It was like, well, we finally have a a female writer in the writer's room. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That is a very I'm, bad sign. Yeah. So feel free to touch that one. <laughs> Wait, but they did have a female writer. Yeah. Uh, Weiner I mean, brought... Uh, look at that. He, he brought like... Uh, he, he brought like art house film nerd with bad parents like so david <laughs> Energy, chase is yeah. like yeah david chase is like you and i are going to be friends I feel like i might be tight with them as well <laughs> uh rewatching the show there's so rich so many characters and so much more stuff happens than you can remember in your head obviously mm-hmm. but when you're like oh i know this part this this is the beats where this happens and then there's like a whole nother subplot that you don't remember and it just fucking shines and for me on this rewatch i am in love with rose <laughs> rosemary abriel i cannot i am upset like she's such a fun character every her time voice she's, <laughs> yeah. so, it's so awesome she looks great <laughs> she sounds even better and you can you can almost know how she smells just by hearing her voice it's yes, like yeah. old tobacco old c- shitty cigarettes and yeah, like, it's like virginia slims yeah. and like some kind of room spray yeah and yes yeah, so room- like, and like elizabeth like, taylor diamonds yes <laughs> that that I, I i was like analyzing like every character and then she is just supposed to be like she's similar to carmella but then like has everything taken for her and is still kind of up yeah like she's upbeat got more- about it more yeah. spiritual fortitude than Carmela does. And she yeah. even has like a second helping a tragedy with all that shit with um Joey Pants' character. What's his name? Yeah. <laughs> Ralphie, I think. Ralphie. Yeah, Ralphie. Yeah. yeah Ralphie. God, yeah. Dude, uh, on this rewatch, 
I could not stop the runner that Ralphie really liked the movie Gladiator. God, that was so, so funny. So fucking Dude, funny. the scene where he watches the Kirk Douglas Gladiator because Christopher <laughs> recommended it to him and he's like, they didn't have flat tops in ancient Rome. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they when his wig falls off when they're dragging oh his body away, it's <laughs> yeah. such so funny. It's fucking amazing. I, I think I think that's the thing I because if I when I was watching the show for the first time and he talked about how he liked gladiator i was probably like yeah gladiator's awesome i probably didn't like he is make kind of making fun of the fact that he loves gladiator of course right and that's watching this time around is just so fun make, seeing seeing david chase just make fun of different italian people yeah, yeah. over and over again which as an irishman i enjoyed quite a bit it was one of my uh, favorite things about it rogers and i talk about this on action boys but there's like the sensitive bro cinema where it's like you know Fincher and Nolan and these like artistic bros and I Skipson. think Gladiator Gladiator is one of the because like they were finally like Gladiator's the picture, in there for sure yeah uh, best picture that has violence and sex and killing in it yeah. <laughs> no because this is fucking art man this is like a fucking masterpiece it's based on a true story <laughs> Marcus Aurelius is real yo for real go see Goodwill Hunting <laughs> all right another one of those uh, uh, the, seriously the- go see it get in your car right now and go. I read this. I'm this. This isn't an idea I had myself. I read it on Reddit, but I really like it. <laughs> it's turned into a poem for some reason. Um, but I, Ralph is obsessed with Gladiator, and then when he dies, he dies in a gladiatorial fight. Like him and Tony are in a kitchen armed with pa- pots and pans, swinging at each other like gladiators. Oh, wow! I yeah. thought that was a really interesting little touch. Yeah, yeah and fucking he awesome. fucking busts the dude's eye out in the back of yes, the bin. Georgie, with the, yeah, he knocks Georgie swinging the fucking mace around. <laughs> Georgie, his fucking poor ass. I know, I know. He gets beat up a lot. <laughs> yeah. And just the the justification to have anybody around at any time. He's a good earner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? I know. It's all about money. But it is because it is like work where it's like, I fucking hate this guy. It's like, but I have to sit next to him every single day so I yeah. can make 75 grand a year. And it's like, in this case, sometimes they're killers. Like, this yeah. is such my a- best earner. <laughs> it does kind of feel like it's a critique of capitalism in a way. Oh, um, yeah. Well, and they wh- always make a point to show you how fucking shitty everybody is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I love how Tony the mo- Tony's the most shitty. He's the shittiest guy. That's something watching this time I was like, he I mean like outside of like people that they like truly make you hate, Tony Tony is right up there with them. When he when he like there's that scene where and my buddy Dano pointed this out, but he's he was like, "Watch out for that scene where he, where uh Janice is like trying to work on her temper and then Tony oh, yeah. Just Tony fucking just needles her, yeah. Needles yeah. Her. Just ruins her progress. And it's so an great because, like, he's also doing his mom's shit. Like, oh, that's, totally. That's oh that's a hundred percent how his mom would manipulate things, and like, he is that. Yeah. As much as he likes to think he's his father's son and stuff, he has all those fucking awful, like, yeah. manipulative <laughs> instincts. He's like the worst, like, alpha male version of his mom. It's like the, it's like the, it's the monster. It's like if his mom turned into like a mon, like a monster yeah. that would kill people. He, that's what he became. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's horrifying. Dude, He's, he, fucking me and Gabriel. Speaking of the of uh, Olivia Soprano, 
uh, me and Gabrus made the same joke to each other. I was looking up the picture on Google image search. We were watching Mandalorian. And when Luke pops up, he sent me a picture of like the CGI Olivia. <laughs> and I was yeah, literally was looking funny. the same fucking photo up to send to him. Goodbye, Tony. <laughs> It's like chopped together like what's, a student. Film. What's really funny is at the time when they were putting that together, you know, they were like, this looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it nobody will notice. Yeah. I, I got I to gotta say, on my first, re, when I rewatched it, like whatever this was, like six years ago or five or six years ago, and that was the first time re, I rewatched it, I was like, that actually looks pretty good. And then when I wa- when I rewatched it this time, I was like, that looks like shit. I didn't say <laughs> I didn't say anything at all. And then my mom didn't notice. My mom didn't notice that it was that she was like a fucked up monster. <laughs> but her her face was turning, but her head was still. It was yeah. fucking disgusting. It was like the it yeah. was like the Conan O'Brien mouth sketches. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And it's Brian like a lot of shots from voice. behind that look like fucking psycho, like just like a wig. <laughs> uh, on this viewing, something that I picked up, I mean, this is obvious in most dramas, but they really put you in Tony's headspace where you're like, this guy's a monster, this guy's a monster, and then something annoys Tony, and the way they shoot it and produce it, it annoys you, the viewer. Yes, like totally. someone asking They're him, so good like, at that. Paul, like when Paulie's on one, on one with like his questions or yeah. whatever, and you're like, he is annoying. Yes. And then it's like anything is redeemable. Like yes. when he flips out on someone, you're like, yes, she won. Yeah. Why They're was good she at making being you such feel a like cunt? a monster? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. probably, probably the most so is like how much it makes you want Melfi to tell Tony that she got fucking raped in the parking lot. Oh, yes. yeah, totally. That's, that episode's awesome when she, You're the ending of the episode is great. You, yeah. You're dying for him to, like, her for her to go to the dark side and say, yeah. like, yeah, kill all these guys and become a fucking murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you guys one of my, uh, might be my all-time favorite moment of Sopranos. Uh, so I one thing I love about it is that it's open-ended. We never find out what happens to the Russian. We'll never really know mm. what happened at the end, et cetera, et cetera. I love that. There's this, it, But then it's peppered in with all these little tiny moments of that. There's one, I believe it's season four, but I'm not 100% sure. Tony is mad at Christopher for something like him and Polly are fighting or something. And he calls him into his office. And he's like, I need to talk to you, whatever. And Christopher comes in and he sits down and Christopher goes, is this about the Easter baskets? <laughs> And then, and then Tony goes, I don't know what that is, and I don't want to know. And then it's never mentioned again. <laughs> so you as an audience member are just left to imagine what the fuck that scam might be. <laughs> that's fucking great. God, oh. yeah, you, Sanders, you're so right. Like, uh, that's one of the things I noticed when it was first airing, because my mom would watch it and then try to salt, is so used to procedurals and shit she would try to like so it's like that's solve gonna, it yeah, yeah they're, they're leaving dna on the stuff and it's like no that's not how it's not coming back <laughs> yeah that's not yeah, how the show not works. this kind of show yeah yeah which i, I think is the, the, like we my mom watched Mad Men. she loved it and i think the reason that you would do love Mad Men is because it does have like kind of like a hour-long drama thing to it where like you're like are they going to sell the thing to Pillsbury or whatever? Are they going <laughs> to yeah, fucking, right. <laughs> or will they do the sale? And that feels like su- like a shitty, like there is the shittier version of that show, which I think Matthew Weiner has said that there is like a version of that show where every week is like they're selling a yeah. new ad and then they do right, it or not. Right. And it, it was, it was fun to watch my mom who like at first she didn't like it. And I do think that 
I talk about my mom too much. Uh, but <laughs> uh, you've been living with her for four months, yeah, I've been and you talked about her, her too much before. He fu- he's like, he's like, maybe she wants to talk. We fu- he moves <laughs> we the camera over. There's just a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how she, you made that cycle? Yeah. She's holding a gap of filming him. Mom, turn the camera on yourself. Say hi to the guys. <laughs> I have not psychoed my mom yet. She's still around, but she, but it was it was fun to watch her. Like, I mean, this is the only person I can do it with. But she she it was fun to watch her like slowly get into the show as the show went along. Because she at first was like, I don't know about the show. The first couple episodes, she didn't like love the first couple episodes. And honestly, the first season does feel like a Scorsese HBO show. It doesn't, and I love Scorsese. Don't get me wrong. But it doesn't feel like surpri- it doesn't feel like the high art. I mean, it's still a great show from the start, but the first season it just feels better. a little bit. You're right. It gets, it gets, it gets, it gets sure. way way better. Yeah, and that's should what we release. It, should we do an "It Gets Better" video about people watching the surprise? <laughs> <laughs> Us four straight white men like here it. to tell you <laughs> it gets better. Trust me, <laughs> life gets better. What are you talking about? Sopranos season Sopranos. three, by the yeah. way. <laughs> you're gonna love it. Uh, you said it before, like how shitty all these people are the my one of my things i love about the show that on this watch is how kings of tiny kingdoms they are like and yes. how the show just kind of lets you remind you of that every once in a while when christopher fucking puts his like finger on the fish scale to like not pay full, yeah. like puts the matchbook in the fish scale to not yeah. pay full price and like yes. the, and when you hear like i forget who said it it might have been rogers someone i was talking to was like and when you realize like it's all this crazy ass drama, danger, violent. Like, is he going to make it or not? Is to get like a slightly bigger boat to have in the Jersey Harbor. It's yeah, like yeah. such a fucking. It, such small stakes, really. Yeah. And it's like, are, how are we going to pay for our kids' college? Which is like all I heard growing up from my dad. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. this guy is a fucking violent. Cr- and they're. And, to find out, like, I, someone was like, they're worth, like, you know, $1.6 or something. It's, like, not an insane amount of money. <laughs> and yeah. he's the boss. I think it's the uh, Soprano sessions where, where Chase brings up the uh, the episode where they go to Italy. And he's like, this is kind of a stretch because normally these guys don't leave a four-block radius, like, their right. entire fucking lives. Man, that, ep- that episode is so perfect that they, like, don't like it. It's yeah. so great for these guys, yeah, these yeah. Italian guys, to go over yeah. to Italy and being like, and Paulie's just having a hey, fucking terrible time. Hey, where's the gravy? And they're like, yeah, I think gravy. he wants pasta with sauce. And they're all roasting him. <laughs> yeah, and they're all like, making fun of him. He's so excited to like see Italy, and they only go to like the Times Square of Italy, more yeah. or less. Christopher just does heroin the whole time and misses all. He's like, I gotta go see the big hole. <laughs> he like, doesn't do anything. He never does it. David <laughs> yeah. Chase is in that episode. Yes, he's one of the guys at the table next to him, right? And then yeah. he's he's in another one where he's flying from Italy. Yeah, too, it's right? when the yeah. Italian hitman are flying over. To yeah, flying oh, back to Italy. Guys, maybe. Yeah. yeah, he's on the plane. Did you guys see the movie? Uh... <laughs> Phil Leotardo. I just remember that moment where he's talking to all his kids about the name. He's like, "We were Leonardo, but they <laughs> fucked it up at Ellis Island, and they made us Leotardo." <laughs> Sounds like Riotardo. <laughs> and yeah, and it's like at a funeral, and the kids are like four through thirteen. Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> Man, guys- when he oh, shows, when Phil shows up, he's. Again, talking about that Tony POV thing. When Phil shows up, you're like, this guy's a problem. He's oh, trouble. Immediate, immediately. And, he, and he's the least dumbest, least 
like aggressive yes. guy that Tony rubs up against, and you're like, he's actually scared. and has like a hard yeah. hardcore code. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a real gangster. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Like you were mentioning, like realizing how small stakes it was or whatever. Did you guys see the movie Inside Lewin Davis? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love. So it. that movie. Yeah, me too. That movie did what I feel like Sopranos does, like once a season, if not more, which is like the whole movie I'm watching it. I'm going, oh, this is like a template for Bob Dylan. This is a template for Bob Dylan. Lewin Davis is, you know, the avatar of Bob Dylan. And then the very last scene, he walks through the club and Bob Dylan's playing and you're like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, he's nobody. He's not yeah. going to make it. <laughs> yeah. And Sopranos had a similar thing where you every once in a while be reminded like, oh, this is like at best the B team. Like they're the Jersey yeah. guys. They're not even the mafia we've seen in most movies, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. They probably get wiped out at the end of the series is, is like what people, when people try to break it down. When, when I first, it is, it is open-ended of course. And the, but when I first watched it, I, I liked the idea. I remember I, I lived in this house on, in LA, like near Miracle Mile. And I was just, it was one of those, like, uh, those places that you just get with people on Craigslist. It was a fucking three people I didn't know when I first <laughs> moved to terrible. LA. And it was awful. And then this one of my roommates, this guy who, <laughs> this guy who was, was most likely, I mean, he was a drug addict and he was a gambler. And like, <laughs> he just like, our rent money wouldn't be around. And then one day, like, Sparklets, like the Sparklets guy came to the door and I was like, hello. And he's like, you guys owe us like seven thousand dollars. It was like in, I was like I was like what? How is that even it's in water? And 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 I, w- I went to fill up the sparklets and it was filled with hose water. Like he was he. So this is this is kind of like what was happening at this house. But I remember I remember the last episode aired and he was like, "That's fucking bullshit." He was so mad at the last episode because he wanted some sort of closure on it. And I loved it. I loved I loved the last episode. Oh yeah, it was great. When I, it's it's great, and I, I I love I love the idea of Tony like having to live in fear, and that's what I kind of thought it was. But do you after rewatching it, do you think that I know this is a stupid question, but do you think that he was supposed to die right there? Like I, like yes. watching it again, I'm like, yes, he was supposed to die there, was he? hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I d- but I guess the ending tells you if not there. A, the next day, the next week, right? Like that's you know, what it could be either. That's what's fun about it. Right. I, to me, I'm like, I feel very sure that Polly and Patsy betrayed Tony and hooked up with the New York guys, and he got killed. Oh, I don't yeah. think I don't think Polly betrayed him. You don't think so? No, I think he went up to the to the lot because I think because well, he got he didn't get the respect he expected yeah, from New York. He either. found out <laughs> that they were just like playing him, and that like really right, hurt his right. feelings. He, yeah, when he was like. <laughs> So and so told me about told you about I, me. He's I remember like, I he know. was eating a, a chocolate mousse in that scene, and that added yeah. some kind of. He felt like a little kid or something. The way he's like swirling his mousse while he talks to Johnny Sack. <laughs> um, man, Polly is the most fun character, and then the saddest character after like yeah, one. He's so yeah. sad in this yeah. in this watch through. So he's such the most a pathetic. Sad. He's yeah, so pathetic. He, he doesn't have anything else, and he's the guy who survives. Like he right. presumably would be running the Jersey family, like as the show goes on. Yes, that and. It, he, he survived the first one, too. Like, yes, right? I got like, through that Columbo that. shit by the skin of my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only exactly. he's he's only beaten patheticness by the funniest character, which I know, Gabrus, you think the same as Artie. The, who? It's insane that Artie <laughs> Artie's so pathetic and so funny, and it's insane to me that he never won an Emmy. Like, I was looking at the people who won an Emmy, and there and is there is a good list of it's Adriana and Christopher. Michael Pirioli and then uh, and Joey Pants won one, and then Tony and Carmella won one. 
but hell yeah he but he's so good that i just am, i mean the emmys are stupid of course but He's so fucking good the entire no, show. He's <laughs> I thirst I thirst for an Emmy. I, I'm up at night wondering why I got beat up for an Emmy three times. I'm not stupid. All right. It's been killing me. More. Okay. Inside Lewin Davis is based on somebody and it's and it's been killing me. It's Dave Van Gronk. I've heard of him. But I don't know. Who is yeah. indeed a dude who like lost out and like fucking Dylan. Dylan took his arrangement for House of the Rising Sun. Whoa. And like, oh, oh, man. Fuck. Dylan would hear him play it every night and then went up. This is like classic shitty stuff that I feel like we can all relate to. Dylan called him and was like, hey, man, I got a record contract. Do you mind if I did your arrangement for House of the Rising Sun? And Dave's like, After no. After already D- done it. He's like, don't do it. And he's like, well, I already did it. <laughs> <laughs> been there I know. oh yeah many times. relatable yes uh, Spe- speaking of music the music UCB- in sopranos is fucking awesome i was about to say ucb is like ten thousand lewin davis <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mr kennedy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the music do me a do me a sketch from the many jackets of lewin davis (laughs) (laughs) hello fresh what's up listeners i'm talking about I don't I don't want to call you S heads during a Hello Fresh ad. That's not fair to Hello Fresh. Cause they do such a good job cutting out all the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips. So all you have to do is cook and get dinner on the table, and it takes less than 30 minutes. Uh, it's a very specific time for a lot of us in our lives. I'm, I'm, I know some of you are just li- going about your lives normally, but some of us are more trapped at home and forced here. HelloFresh has so much good stuff about it. Like uh, it's healthier uh, food choices. You're cutting down on grocery bills. You're cutting down on food waste. But I'm not going to lie. One of my favorite things about belonging to HelloFresh is we don't have to talk about what we want to eat that night. HelloFresh has a high enough hit rate. Like their stuff is all good. So I'm, I'm never complaining about one of their dishes arriving. So you're just excited to not have to choose you don't have to have the conversation i i don't care whatever you want like uh, now maybe i'm just airing marriage issues on a podcast ad which is not cool because hello fresh is cool they're offering 23 plus recipes each week you you got to check it out for yourself but trust me when i say having the pressure taken off of having to choose of just losing that decision has really freed up my brain and my mind so I highly recommend it for you. Not to mention it's, you know, less food waste, cheaper than going grocery shopping, cheaper than ordering in, healthier than all that. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 10 high and use code 10 high one zero H I G H for 10 free meals, including free shipping. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 10 high and use code 10 high for 10 free meals, including free shipping. The fucking music rules. Even the corny-ass Italian aria that plays for Carmela in like a hundred episodes. I'm fucking here for... All the music choices are exciting. And I... The music choices and the pop culture conversations are like... 
I think I have a similar taste to David Chase, which I think, or he yeah. has just impeccable taste and everything he likes is because the shit they talk about is shit I want to talk about too, which is like rare on a show like this. Well, Stephen Van Zandt helped pick the music. I don't know if you know that. Oh, that's fun. Was, that fucking makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And uh, David Chase said he wanted it to be music, not, not all of the music, but a lot of the music to be music Tony and Carmelo would have listened to in high school. Oh, cool! Hence that makes sense. And shit like that. The stuff yeah. that Tony listens to. The, yeah, you, yeah, you can tell. I mean, there's a, diff- a major difference between the like the st- the show, what the show uses for a lot of those montages versus like the shit Tony's singing. What like he's the, listening. Yes, the classic yeah, yeah. rock <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, when, I mean, Tony I, is a, a Jersey dad, yeah. also. So he's also like, a suburban <laughs> Jersey dad. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm funny. a fool to do your, your dirty, dirty work. work. <laughs> <laughs> I like he comes down the stairs. One, I forget which episode in his robe, and there there's something happening in the kitchen. He comes down and he's singing "Comfortably Numb." Like, <laughs> All right, yeah. My hands felt like two balloons, and then that's the song Christopher dies to. That, oh that's shit! The, yeah, I that's, didn't notice that's, that connection. That's amazing. It plays, yeah, it plays well when Christopher, uh, <laughs> almost the two girls, almost slam into him. But um, yes, that's right. I, Wait, I, t- I talking about little things that uh like throwaway things that stick with you this minor ass thing happened and i noticed it on this watch when they're having that funeral where janice is like on one where she's like now everyone sit in a circle and say (laughs) what everyone is so stressed there's a dude in the background who comes down the stairs never fully (laughs) and goes back up just see his chest you never see his hat and then he just turns and goes right back that's so fucking funny she's at peak like all right, and then you'll say something, and you just see the guy in the background be like, I'll fucking out now, of here. that looks, it's so real that it yes. almost looks like it was a mistake that just worked out well, like an extra was coming down and then realized they were shooting. Could or did they plan it? That. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Could easily be like uh, the PA who's supposed to be locking up the stairs thinking yeah, they had cut. Like, and, <laughs> and it just was a happy accident. God, there's so, oh man. the um uh, One of the songs that I really love is this kink song living on a thin line? I was just about oh, to bring. I, I was just about song. to bring it up. I, I fucking I love, love that song. song. I love how they use it. It works so fucking well. And the it's so and the the episode is just so sad. The episode's yeah. awesome. That, Which that, episode is that one in? University. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a, it's a, it, it, it plays, does it play in the strip club at the end or yes, something? It plays yeah, in the strip club then. at the end. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's one of those ones that. So that of my, the music moments I was thinking of. Glad, like glad tidings. That whole episode when oh, when, that's so good. When Tony is like the bear too, and he comes out at the end, like uh, that that song that it plays. I think maybe throughout that episode, or maybe even a couple times in the season, right? But it's definitely when he in kills the episode. Tony B. Yeah, when he kills Tony B. Yeah, and and that that I feel like I heard that song and I knew Van Morrison, and then I loved Glad Tidings. Like that was maybe my introduction to Glad Tidings when I was in college or whatever. But yeah, that the the living living on a thin line was another one, and then the the last one is oh, I love the uh, the episode where the FBI is the when they play yeah, the yeah the mashup oh yeah yeah the mashup is great it's it's um it's the like dragnet theme song no yeah I think no I I can't remember what TV show it's from but then it's also with fucking um. I'll be Every watching you. Take. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, um, I love the episodes after 9-11 where like the FBI is like, <laughs> like we're not yeah, at following I, you guys. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's like, like that's so real. Where it's like, do you <laughs> have an so and, and the that 
runner where they're all kind of attuned to that they did do some work with these two Middle Eastern guys. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, Mahmoud and like, I, and like yeah, I love and they keep I just, getting their names wrong. <laughs> yeah. And whenever the FBI is like, so if you just know anything, you always see them being like, I wonder if those guys, like instantly ready to turn on those guys because. I can't of, remember the exact quote, but there's a point where. Christopher is talking to someone about whether those guys were terrorists. And he's like, I don't think Mahmoud, he was married. He had a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he names the breed of his dog, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that. He had a Cocker Spaniel. Yeah. It was Peter Gunn, was Peter Gunn. Gunn. You were, you were, Yeah. Uh, right, close. But did, doesn't, isn't Christopher the one that, doesn't Christopher say something in that episode when Janice is going around the circle of people to say stuff? I feel oh, like yeah, he is. Says, even if you got everybody together in the world, we couldn't figure out who was who, even yeah. with computers. Because <laughs> he's all fucking stoned he's out. High, yeah. 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 He talks scene. for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that scene, there's a scene where there's an entire huge family going on, like, and I think it's this scene, and Christopher and Adriana are just sitting there, sort of like, like, uh, like not Do doing it. anything, and they look completely different. Than, they look yeah. like, and me and Tiffany goes, man. Does that look like us at our family outings? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's it's like hilarious. two hipsters just sitting there going, what the fuck are <laughs> these the people talking about? <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, Dude, Mitch, you fuck. Had, uh, I was Mitch, just going to bring up Cleaver. Oh, <laughs> I want to talk about Cleaver. Let's Let me talk say this. Cleaver. Oh, Let me say this really quick. Mitch, you, you were talking about uh, John Ventimiglia that plays Artie um, mm-hmm. not getting an Emmy. He definitely should have got an Emmy. Uh, yep. Like me, but he, um, he, uh, <laughs> I just watched the episode where he tries to be a gangster. He like loans this French guy oh, money. Man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And then he tries to enforce on him and he can't do it. <laughs> I feel like he's great of, in that. Of all the Sopranos characters, I, I relate to Artie the most, but, uh, <laughs> but also I never had the cool, like Artie was cool. That's like the, the funny thing that they refer to Artie is like having a, uh, like a, like he had hair and he was like the badass of the bunch. They talk oh, about right. that all the time. And yeah, I, I wonder if he's going to be in Saints of Newark, like oh, as shit. like as the heavy, as like the badass. Oh, that's crazy. He puts his <laughs> earring back in when he's fighting. <laughs> oh, the, the dude rips it out in the yes. puffle. <laughs> it's so awesome. Oh, the, man. That's part of the des- the sadness that they do well, where it's like now he's got an earring and you can see his <laughs> wife giving him dirty looks and he's desperate with like the young girl, the young yeah, And then, hostess. you know, you feel pretty good when he beats the shit out of Benny. I mean, like it, it is, it is, yes. it, it is kind of. Benny is fucking boner from Growing Pains, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> from Doogie no, Hauser. From Doogie, Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. Right. Sorry. The it other does... Ginzo neighbor friend. <laughs> does Benny. It- does Benny kill Phil Phil Leotardo too, or or no? Is he no, there with that? Walden, no. A character named Walden does. Oh, okay, all right. Because I remember uh, they make fun of what kind of a name is that for an Italian Walden <laughs> <laughs> when they're assigning the job. That reminds me of something too. In the book, they talk about how they had eventually had trouble like finding Italian American actors, and I'm just reading that weeping. <laughs> like, what? What about years? me? Yeah. <laughs> they went through every Italian. They're like, and I love that they just made the one dude a twin just to keep him around <laughs> after they whack him. It's like, and he had a twin brother, and they write that in, and like, just gets all a- weepy. <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, he 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 holds a like he's outside Tony's house, drunk with a, holding gun, a, with a right. gun, trying to like. And then does he then piss on his lawn the, or something? He, he pisses, pisses in, in the pool. pool. Okay, and then yeah. at the end, his son is marrying Tony's daughter. Like that yeah. is, that's <laughs> the. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. <laughs> Fucking uh, crazy. Furio, so fun. 
What a oh, fun! Yeah. He was my favorite character when the show aired. Rewatching it this time around, I think like my favorite character switches like every episode. But I think I ended with like loving Carmela. But when I first watched a Furio was the coolest, and then rewatching it now, it's, it's funny, so funny how-, how lame he is and how attracted the women are to him. Yes, yeah. like, it's <laughs> perfect. It's fucking perfect. But it yeah. worked on me for some reason when I was a kid. I was like, oh, cool. And then he's it's like, I'm like, what are these hardcore. fucking shirts he's wearing? And <laughs> that's his he trademark. Has, like, the- <laughs> he's dressed like Judge Dredd at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just la- I just remembered um, a great joke at Christopher's funeral when Tony's looking around and Daniel Baldwin just gives him a head nod. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> so let's segue to Cleaver. Such a fun fucking what a a show to have this runner of like we're gonna see clips from like a hokey horror movie that happens that will eventually have a major effect on storylines. Like that's yes, such a fucking it's sh- genius. Mm-hmm. It's Carmine Junior. Fuck too. He's getting another side of Carmine Junior. Yes, that's right because he's produced movies. Be it all be it porn, but they're he's all produced- pornos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He that that dude that actor who's playing Carmine. He's so fun when he gets oh, the fucking God, so ahi funny. salad and seltzer. Dude. <laughs> I love nothing, no scene. That's the best written, written scene in the history of show business because it tells you everything you know need to know about both characters. They sit down at the country club. The waitress comes up. Uh, he tuna on a bed, of, seared on a bed of greens. And then it cuts to Tony. He goes, Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> it's like, you might as well have the characters say who they are. You know? <laughs> that to me is also like, uh, I feel, it's watching it this time. I was just like trying to figure out who like, David Chase kind of is condemning in the show and who he's not like, which maybe is me reading too much into it, but it's that sort of thing of like the show that is about change and the people who kind of like try to change the most and, and those who kind of don't want to change at all. And, and for me, I like the Gary Cooper types. That's (laughs) whatever. (laughs) He brings them up so much. I I felt bad for like, I felt bad for AJ. Like I, I, like the, the person that everyone was like, he's such a whiny baby, which he is. Yeah. And he is, he is like an annoying little guy. I do. I'm like, Oh, I kind of like feel bad. And it's the same thing with little Carmine. I'm like, little Carmine is like a true idiot, but he also is a guy who's like, Hey, this is too much for me, and I'm going to trying get, to get out. He tries yes. to get out of it, and you kind of are like, "This guy is one of the smartest people in, in the entire show." Yeah, he's, he's like choosing per- to be happy. Instead he's of- choosing yeah. to be happy, and like, and that's the thing with like AJ is like a piece of shit, but like Meadow is also Meadow is so much smarter than him, and then like decides to kind of look the other way, which to me is like kind of more of is condemning her more than it is to him. He, even though he sucks and he's annoying, I get that he's annoying. I just. I it's remember great, the um, oh, sorry. Uh, David Chase said, I think like this is when he was promoting his movie. They were asking him about like where the, the family would end up. And he had this really smart take on AJ about how the beauty of like the American experience is he's not a fucking, he's an awful person. And he's gonna be terrible, yes, but he's not a fucking this. killer. He's not a sociopath. He's Psych. one click better than his dad. And yeah. then to add like the ultimate yeah. burn, he's like he'd probably wind up moving to L.A. and becoming a network executive. <laughs> <laughs> and it does end with him it's getting true. like a PA job, he, right? Yeah, yeah. Job. he's complaining about his PA job. <laughs> Which Man, I, I mean, it's oh, so it's great so that true. that show also just it fucking. I love that the entertainment world gotten involved in it in any way. And then it is very sad that 
the screenwriter friend gets fucking killed. JT like, Dolan. His <laughs> last character. He's so great. Oh my God. He's a fantastic character. Tim Daly is so good in that He's role. so great. good in that. Yeah. Oh, he, as, and you as a writer, Christopher's last thing. The yes. last thing Christopher does, basically. All we're right. all writers. I feel like JT Dolan was David Chase, who is a writer, just taking a shot at like. Showbiz writers are scumbags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which guy, we all do. And I was like, I recognize, hey, I hate to admit it, I recognize so much of myself in JT Dolan. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. ego when driven. About, when he's talking about the check coming in for the dick wolf. Yes. Like, like yes. that's the most relatable, obnoxious shit ever. It's like, oh, I'm going to so be right. all right. I, I got something uh, lined hey, up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, speaking of char- uh, characters who pop in and are fucking Robert Patrick. Uh, oh my is god! That, that another pathetic character. Mm, another yes. pathetic character. So many good pathetic losers. <laughs> Davy Scatino. It's just so fucking good. Like the that whole pair of like, no, we I don't get involved with friends. Okay, and then he takes that like comes in on his own and <laughs> just Tony's a shark like, man. Just a yeah, fucking Tony's like, killer. Fuck you, pal. I, t- I, I tried, tried to, to warn you. How much is he in for? Four. What is it? Boxes of crackers. Seven or boxes yeah. of ZD or something. Seven yeah. boxes of ZD, right? <laughs> Do you think it was intentional that they made the T one thousand, which is like the scariest, coolest kind of bad guy, and then just made him the most fucking pathetic? He's like the most pathetic. <laughs> He's piece so of pathetic. Shit. I know. I don't know. <laughs> They're fucking. Oh, that. That's another topic I want to talk about because you talked about the Easter baskets thing, the world building that this show does. Going back to the fucking Robert Patrick shit, the cooler, they're like taking his coolers that are coming in because yeah. they're like, oh, and then f- for the next couple of episodes, <laughs> every character's got has a, yes. a brand new cooler. red cooler. Dude, so, open. and they're it's like, so cle- there's cleaver hats throughout the rest oh, of the yes, fucking series. Yes, it's cleaver hats. It's the free, sh- it's the free shit that, that like is the most mafia thing. It's like anything that was a hookup and maybe not even mafia, but it's, at least Italian American, like in my family and friend group, it was like shit you got for free was great, even if it was like yes, it's like, like a higher dad, value than if you bought something really fancy. Right, if you bought something nice, it's not as good as getting something shitty for free. My cousin <laughs> did a um, he toured the country with Shadow Stevens, American <laughs> Top Forty. This is in like 1990. So Shadow Stevens. Was a, a radio DJ, and he had a center top, square. Yeah, he had a, he had a, a top forty radio show, and he would go to malls throughout the country doing these like promotions for his show. So my cousin was, I think, like essentially like a roadie for him for a summer, and so they came through Buffalo, and it was the biggest fucking deal. We got to cut to the front of the line for one of those blue screen, like you could lip sync a song and they'd like put <laughs> shit in the back. So we got to do that. Oh, I felt like a fucking rock star. And then the sponsors were like carefree gum and then some other shitty. And so we had duffel bags full of like two packs of like carefree gum that we must've been given away for Halloween for a solid five years. <laughs> That's just, they were and they were disgusting at a certain point. <laughs> it's it it sadly it sadly mirrors like Hollywood too in that I was I remember being at a, a an event for Futurama when I worked over at The Simpsons and at the end they were like you can keep like the centerpieces for like uh you can take home the centerpieces <laughs> and I swear to God a lady fucking just like fucking hip checked me because there were DVDs in the centerpieces and that she was just like grabbing multiple centerpieces <laughs> like a That's fucking. Like- 
like rolling through the place is great. And I was like, this is fucking great. And that's exactly what Sopranos reminds me of. So undignified. My mom. When my dad was in hospice, at uh, would my mom would take like sleeves of styrofoam cups from like the hospice <laughs> kitchen, That's and she'd be like, "Cause I like she that. was clearly in like severe distress and like yeah. her anxiety, so her like hoarding and free, she would like be like." I actually use these, so this is good. <laughs> it's like, mom, it's okay. We're gonna, they rob Lauren Bacall for that phone. <laughs> yes, that's oh, right. Yeah, for her gift for a swag <laughs> yeah. bag. Yeah. They that's the, a uh, mugger. My, oh my, my God, family drove so a, um, a Chevy Astro van for like 15 years. And those things are tanks. You still see them on the road out here in LA. Yeah. It's like one of the longest running cars. Like, it's like on the, the backup. Road. It's second to the pickup truck for like random maintenance guy yes. with a car full of stuff. <laughs> so when my parent, when my dad finally sh- sold the Astro, the, the Astro van to a guy who like um, remodeled boats, <laughs> he, uh, they like he was going through cleaning it, and the back, like they had the in the way back, there were these two armrests that you would lift open, and you could like put shit in there. And they were full of old Lorna Dune, like cracker <laughs> cookies. That my grandma, we would we would pick my grandma up from the old folks' home when she would visit her sister there, and she would be like, "I have a special special surprise for you boys, Lorna Dunes," and we'd be like, "Great!" The most disappointing. Yeah. And so then we just I have like some Necco wafers. For you. <laughs> just open those shoulder things and just chuck them in there. And over the and over like the course of fifteen years, there was like. 300 Lorna Dunes in the car. <laughs> uh, Italian desserts were are so awful for kids because they all are designed to be eaten with coffee. Like it's right. all like the driest shit yeah. in the world. And when you're a kid, and it's like yeah. Papa brought a plate of cookies, and you're like, fuck, oh, fuck. yeah, and you open it, and it's like a cupcake. green leaf with raspberry jam. Yeah. In between. You're like, what the fuck? fuck? It's like the driest fucking. You know, dunk it in your espresso, twelve year old boy. Twelve year old. Which is crazy because they, I mean, like in their desserts are good, but they have the best food. I mean, and in the show too, there's so much good food. I I almost replied to some fucking stranger on Twitter, which is like so unlike me. And like, I had to stop myself from doing it, but they just wrote like, Brad Pitt is the best eating actor of his generation. And in my head, I was like, no, that's James Gandolfini. (laughs) Brad Pitt, good. He eats in a lot of his movies. Yeah. Yeah. Gandafini's character is yeah he's I can listen to him and I have like I don't like I can li- ASMR <laughs> of him just eating gobble yeah what Rogers is miming the poking of the fork yeah is just like so funny there's so many great relatable fucking things like when he goes to Liv's house early on and he's like brings her and she's like yeah, have some eggplant. He's like, I'm not hungry. She's like, yeah, and, and you just see her take the eggplant out, She's put it on the do table. It anyway. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not hungry. And she goes, uh huh. And she just puts it down, puts a fork, and he just like sits down and fucking. And then whenever he's by himself, like whenever he's in the kitchen with Carm, Carm gives him like a nice plate out of the microwave. But when you see him by himself, he sits down with like the Tupperware bin and just eats cold, yeah. like a big plate of random pasta and shit. It's so uh, fucking real. It's so real. <laughs> I was thinking about like I don't I now I can't remember what spurred this thought, but it was something we were talking about. One detail I really like is like all the kind of intermeshing of the real world. Like there's an episode I believe in season four where it's Carmela's birthday, 
and AJ gives her a DVD copy of The Matrix. As yes. A gift. <laughs> and it's like not wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> and the really funny part is Joe Pantaleone is in The Matrix. Yes. yes. So in this world, both Joe Pantaleone and Ralphie exist. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's really fucking funny. I I like how much uh like Carmela likes movies. Like that's a thing yes, that they give her yes. to make her and like that gives her like believable depth. You know what I mean? It's always like in in shows it's always like she's like but she's also a sniper. And this is like the housewife likes movies. It's like movies. weirdly mm. rich for then for like late nineties <laughs> right, television. Right, right. Well, God, and remember when they bring up Billy Budd and how it's about homosexuality and they're both like, what? Ah, she gets yeah, all mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like what? That's like everybody knows. And they refuse to believe it. Or <laughs> 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 it's like such a funny character where they're so, they think they're so cultured and worldly yet. Their, their views are extremely narrow. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's the worldly one of like that crew. Yeah, like, so the two yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. And then she the, um, the immediately layered down of like, no, Meadow is the most. And Meadow. And, I, and I, pretty. They do a good job of making Carmela like she still is pretty awful at the end of the day. And there's that great yes. fucking scene with that uh, Jewish therapist that she goes to oh, see. Oh, yes. Totally. And he's so. Like, and he, it's just a monologue that he gives where you're like, holy shit, where did they find this actor? He is incredible. And he refuses to take her money because he doesn't want blood money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sequence is awesome when she's like, she, he just straight up is like, you're complicit to her. Like, it's like, yeah. she's, like <laughs> it's she's, the first time ever in the whole show someone just tells the absolute truth. Yeah. It's <laughs> right, like, right. Why don't you leave him? Leave him. <laughs> <laughs> The advice you would give anyone if they were like, I think my husband is a murderer. <laughs> You'd be yeah. like, I think you should leave him. <laughs> oh, talking about the therapist characters, Bogdanovich oh. as uh, Melky's oh therapist. God. Oh, and, man. And he's like very so interesting good. and stoic, but as he becomes a fan, it gets so much. Like when he becomes a he's fan such a of piece Tony. Of shit later. He starts doing it's... the nose thing and stuff. Yeah, and he like yeah. outs Tony. He, like I can't remember the like. Um, Jeopardy clue he gives, but it's like, what is a high pitched singer and also like a fucking mob yeah. boss? It's like something like that, <laughs> right? Which is like, and it's also it's sad in that like everyone kind of like every person fails, and I, it kind of feels like Doctor Melfi, who is one of the only people you can re like really root for <clears throat> in the entire show. She. She also kind of fails Tony at the end. I mean, like she shouldn't leave him in that moment. I like, like I, I think I, I think that he is a sociopath, and I think that he is a bad guy, and like she can't cure that. But I also thought it was the wrong time to leave him personally. I mean, I it really stuck with me when someone flat out tells her. I can't remember if she's reading it or yes, because they're showing passages in the book, and it's yeah. about how they. Um, they act really caring about babies and, and animals, animals, which is like yeah. Tony's whole mm -hmm. fucking thing. Pie oh my, the fucking dog Christopher kills, and all the fucking yeah. cute little babies, which always made me think of Trump when he was talking about the uh, autism shot, like the fucking vaccine shots. He's like, these little babies, they stick it in them. I'm like, he sounds so much <laughs> like Tony. <laughs> that That is that like toxic alpha male shit too, though, to be like, like I love my fuck. Like 
there's moments in the show that really related to me in a weird father-son dynamic like when aj all he needs from his dad is support and like he he doesn't get it but later carmela's like carmela's like tony aj needs you and he's like i put food on the table and i'll kill for him is that like and it's like that's what these guys think is like being a good father is like i earn i and i'll kill for on behalf of them no one will ever hurt them i mean if they do i'll get revenge on them and it's like it's like that dynamic is so real and i think it plays into like when they when she reads that passage it's like they even say like their mother is like important to them. Like it's yeah, like women yeah. and stuff. And it's like the realest fucking shit. I also it's the love whole, like he, his whole uh, love of animals, but he does not have one at any point. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a great call. Yeah. He, I follow, he just, you, you bring it up. Him and AJ made me, I, I follow, I think it's a, no context Sopranos on Twitter. Um, and, they, my favorite one that they've posted is just a picture of AJ without his eyebrows, and then Tony <laughs> in the kitchen looking at him and just and and the caption is, "What's different about you?" <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's AJ, a, a AJ Twitter talk- thread uh, to for ju- there's a Twitter that is just AJ's new metal shirts too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh he listens to some terrible music. A, uh, a Bogdanovich moment. That because this is the stuff that doesn't age well, but was so funny at the time that I feel like new people to the to the Sopranos won't get how good it was. There's a moment where he's listening to Melfi in in their therapy session. So Bogdanovich is, is Melfi's therapist, and he uh, reaches down and grabs water off camera, and it's a huge bottle of water with oh, one of those netted yes, plastic bags yeah, and the harness. Yeah. And I was like, that is the funniest fucking prop. Because like a certain <laughs> kind of person had that in like 2004. And that, because that doesn't exist anymore, but it was like so on point for that guy. It's such a real thing to be like, I'm actually, I'm trying to drink more water. Like yeah. my my aunt had like a, a big, with one of those bendy straws with a big mug. It was like a Weight Watchers <laughs> mug with a handle that she would be drinking. She's like, yeah. Uh, you're supposed to drink a gallon of ice cold water every day. It's like, all right, <laughs> you're still fat, Aunt Paula. <laughs> Gamers, you're you're you you bring you bring it up. You we've talked about it before, but when AJ is sitting in the room and Tony's in a coma and he's talking to him about the car is just the funniest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might be the best moment of the entire show. It's like, yeah. oh, he's finally bonding there. He's there for his dad, and he's talking to him about something. He's talking about a fucking car. <laughs> Some yeah, fucking just like bullshit. Like- <laughs> but that's relatable, too. That's relatable, too, to be like, I have one thing I can talk to my dad about where it's not a problem. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, I've literally been in that. Like my When my dad was dying, I had to visit him in the hospital 14 days in a row. <laughs> And just be like, he's kind of half in it, out of it, you know, whatever. And you're like, well, anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm doing improv in New York, and and we got uh, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You just don't even know what to say, so you just fucking blather about shit. (laughs) And you're nervous, and you're like, I'll just fill the time. You don't have to answer. I'll just tell fucking stories after story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was there was was a lot of like, are you going to eat that? And then he wouldn't respond because he was in a coma, so I'd go for (laughs) it. Demoing his like, you, how many insurers have you had? <laughs> Paulie goes in to talk to him and just starts complaining, and all his fucking shit goes yes! like starts. It, it breaks through to Kevin yeah. Affinity. So. Yes, yeah. right, right. God, that's that is so such funny. a fucking. Cr- 
that cra- it's so crazy. There's an episode where the main character lives like a fucking alternate life inside a coma, and it's a f- it's not just played for like how weird this is. Like it all has like meaning and shit. Yeah, he's slapped by a Buddhist monk. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Which is like, I, I think in the in the book it says like, I think it says like a thing about your character if a monk would slap you in the face, <laughs> right? Like, and it's just like that's how bad Tony is. <laughs> yeah. It is also, and it's also sad just watching that because you're like, oh, this is maybe like what James Gandolfini is more like in real life is kind of more like it's Kevin Fernandy character, and then yeah. like. Then he had to like he was like doing coke and punching himself in the head. I mean, like it's the greatest. <laughs> yeah. It's it's maybe the greatest TV performance of all time. I mean, it is. And so yeah. it's like he did it. He did an insane job. But it's like, man, it must have been so hard for that guy to stay in that fucking <laughs> to be terrible him. state yeah, constantly. To be a fucking psycho for like eight years. <laughs> Chase, Chase says it in the book. He, he's like he keeps calling him Jim, which is I love. I love shit like that. He's like I think a guy like Jim. He's really nice and sweet. I that. It ate at him playing Tony, and yeah. it's like that's fucking crazy. It's Careful, like, Stanger will start calling him Jim when we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stanger's on like a first name basis. Like he's a Marty. Like he's like three steps past Marty in reference to Scorsese. <laughs> like Marty, who are you talking about? He's like Martin Lawrence. You know, like what? <laughs> We're tired. I call him Marty. <laughs> uh, uh, show featured so many great guest stars. The best thing about rewatching The Sopranos is rewatching any old prestige drama for me is very exciting to see where those guests are. Like, it's a random huge actor is a, uh, a an actor who would later become huge as a guest star, yeah. or someone pops up and you're Lady like, That's Gaga? the guy from everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lady Gaga is, yeah, <laughs> is Paul in Dano. This. Paul Dano. Paul, right. They, I think they. I think they asked Robert Patrick what his favorite role ever was, and and he and I think he said that. The, the Sopranos, the the when he was on Sopranos for that, whatever. I mean, he was in it for what, like four episodes or so. He had for, a few, so yeah. Yeah. he had a good yeah. run. He came back a little bit, but he, he 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 like mentioned that as like one of his favorite or most like memorable roles he ever did. Which I agree, he's great in it. Yeah, there's so there's so many people that pop in and out that are so Buscemi, good. Buscemi, Joey Pants, these guys like bring Buscemi so much. Kingsley. Oh, oh, Kingsley. I forgot right? about Ben Kingsley as himself. As Man, that's so funny. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Them wanting uh what is it? what Christopher says uh Kundun, I, Kundun, liked I it. love it. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. it. There's something about the specificity of that. I loved it, but I liked yeah. it. It's like yeah. it's like he's acknowledging that no one likes it, and it's like, but not me. No, I liked it. <laughs> I'm an outlier here. <laughs> I th- I thought it was good. <laughs> uh I watched this movie that Chase recommended. It's with Danny Glover. It's called The Sleep with uh Anger. I think. And um, it's pretty good. Like you can see a lot of the Soprano stuff in there. The reason I bring it up is because it's kind of has in a, in a movie sense, like every season, somebody new comes in, they shake everything up. And then like, it's kind of, how do we get this person off or move on from them? Um, (laughs) That was sort of the model for a lot of the seasons. And the book is kind of like that. It's like Danny Glover shows up. He fucking, causes family to have total chaos and then the movie is also filled with a ton of subtle supernatural shit throughout oh, cool. and i was like oh, okay he's really like he, he definitely took a page from this movie and you can kind of see the dna of sopranos in all the stuff that chase talks about i 
when Paulie goes to the fucking uh, going off the supernatural shit, when Paulie goes to like the psychic and the oh, psychic is like sees actual God, characters. Yeah. Who you been talking to? <laughs> yeah, it's so fuck. And he can't sleep just, that night. They just yes. play that as this psychic was real and was right, mm-hmm. and they never speak like. And it comes up every once in a while. Oh, and Christopher fucking- with the bird. And then like, oh. is it is it like it's not even the same episode where he's like that fucking bird. Yeah. <laughs> They're so good at calling back to shit from a while ago. Uh, uh, in the Christopher episode, when he describes hell, he's like, "It's Italian hell. It's an Irish bar that's St. Patrick's Day every day." Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> but they're both really spooked about it when it like ends yeah. up like I just love that. Like, who said it early on that it's really about like superstition and weird? Like, well, they're all freaked out by, especially Paulie. Like, he's the most, and then he pays off the church to kind of like forgive him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is what is everyone's favorite because re-watching it i i found out well it wasn't when i was when i was when i first watched the show and i think this is maybe a part of the reason why is like i really got into it during season four and then when i rewatched it i loved season four again but a lot of people don't think season four is great but where do you guys i mean also the last season is incredible too but do you guys have a favorite season or no Oh, yeah, I love I love them all. Five five is great. Which is I, I can't delineate uh, what happens. Steve in what. Buscemi returns as Tony B. Right, right. And Tony S has to like recalibrate his life around like this person that he feels guilty about going to prison. It's like back in his life. Oh wait, yeah. That that's season five. That's my favorite season too. I'm sorry. That season yeah, Busche- five. The Buscemi, the Buscemi shit season. Is, yeah. Buscemi oh, season so is my favorite yeah. season. Yeah, I so thought that was good. season four for some reason. No, it was five. That's yeah, five. Is, five is my favorite. I mean, it's kind of it's, it's it's hard. It's easy to get them fucked up because HBO did that stupid shit where they were like, it's it's six A and B. They yeah. started yeah. it. That's a trend now. Yeah. That's how you rip people fucking off. That's uh, how yeah. you. That's how you don't get to the renegotiation know, level of a fucking they contract. Came up with that scam. It's yeah. so On fucked Sopranos, up. a scam show, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, they get scamming the cast of a scam show. Uh, <laughs> I think one of my favorite scam. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. If you were going to say your favorite uh, season. Oh no no no! You go you go. I was just speaking of scams. I I just made me remember like the um. Whatever episode it was with the calling cards, like that's when they that's Funhouse. Okay, yes, Funhouse, oh, yeah. season two. Yeah. And at the end, you see the guys on the street, like passing on the cards. I know, and you see that's it, great. You get to see it trickle down, and it does a really good job of showing like what pieces of shit these guys are, and how they're feeding off the most vulnerable people. Like all the, it's like African immigrants. Which yes. was another whole theme yeah. of the show is like these guys shitting on black people. Yes. Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, Ben, you're saying something about the show that I really like too is they they show you the fucking ripple effect every once in a while of what yeah. these guys where they're like, just a reminder, <laughs> this is having a negative effect on <laughs> negative society yes. as a whole. <laughs> By like the way, the carjackings, like I, the random cold open carjacking, and you're like, what the fuck? Who's this family? And then later on, he's like, yeah, I can get BMWs pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you piece of shit. The family's like horrified, and the landscaper dude who like is in the middle of Sal a fucking Vitro, yeah, yeah, Gamers, I gotta say, you made me very nervous by saying. Yeah, you pointed I, out another thing of the show that I liked when he was talking about how it's I ripping on black people. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's earnest, it's honest, it's a good, call, it's a way to call out the tri. Those people who are like 
third generation here and they're like do you know what italians went through when we first got oh, to this God. country it's like you were born in 1968 when your dad already had a house in the suburbs like <laughs> that's, it's not the same for you that's the fun that's the fun the, the columbus day episode is the funniest that episode is so funny that that whole episode is so good the um, the, it, the columbus parade one or i didn't whatever it is. i didn't know it until i read the soprano sessions but it did make me sad about Colum- the Columbus Day episode because it was written for Polly Walnuts, but he fucked his back up, so they had to like rewrite oh, no. it for yeah. uh, for Sill. Um, who and they, like in the book they call it out how it's like it makes zero sense. It doesn't for, quite for fit. His yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sill, it's funny watching the pilot and because there's such a chunk of time in between, and like Sill's just kind of like a random guy in the pilot. And then he's yeah. like, this ends up being Sil, this huge Sil is so hired for like, mm, like, like yeah. just to have that, that face that he has is, which is like his lip protruding out. And he looks very like he, he, he looks like a very, like very much like an Italian character guy, but he's not, he's not it, Polly it, Walnuts is so much better in the show. Yeah. He's great. Sil looks like a dude trying to do a De Niro impression that like <laughs> yeah. would crack up his coworkers, even though it's bad. Yeah. I love how much he does. <laughs> he's the cut up. I was he's out. like the cut up in the yeah, group. He's like, and, then I was back back in. In. and he that just shit. remembers Godfather lines. Like, and that, that is peak entertainment in that kind of friend group. And also like, yes. it's that line, like a lot. Yeah, it's always that line. Because <laughs> and he like they go do it, do it. Steve, and he stands up. He's like he like sets himself up hey. for it, and it's just like medium. It's like it's medium, medium performance. It's not a good impression at all. It's, no. it's, it's it's not a good impression. It's it's so funny that they want that they constantly want to see it. <laughs> Sill a fun character because you're like this guy's fun. He's kind of cool. And then like the one time you see him do oh, anything, man. it's like. Just randomly smashing a woman's face, like yeah, it's violence it's against really an innocent so woman. Fucked up. And yeah. you're like, and they're like, that's a smart play. It's like you probably thought you were just okay watching he's charismatic, this guy, but yeah, yeah. Exactly. but he's actually a pimp. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Brutal. He owns a strip yeah. club. <laughs> Most of them want fake tits, but she wants she wanted the braces. I juice them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Johnny I feel? Sack loving his fat wife and being mad about oh, it. That's, oh that's my most God. beautiful. That's so beautiful. I love. I it makes me love John. It makes me think Johnny Sack is one of the people that you're supposed to kind of like a little bit, just because he's he's so protective of his wife, and it, it's fucking awesome. And that, it's really funny because they show you the joke, the moment, and it is funny and it is cr- and then like you see everyone laugh and then you as it gets to be more and more of a yes. problem you see everyone like ret- like Tony's pretend like, they yeah. weren't there yeah like who yeah. would say that it's like they were all wrong Tony even made a joke right didn't like Tony tag it oh, or yeah. something I feel like Tony tagged did. it or instigated it but like and it's just so fucking perfect. All the weasels, they all just back out of it like immediately. Him, uh, like him constantly kind of needling. Uh, this is another Olivia Soprano thing that he does to um, to Johnny Sack, where Johnny Sack gets the new car and he's like, um, what's his wife's name? He's like, has she driven in it yet? Jenny. Jen, she's like, Jenny? Jenny. Yeah, Jenny. Has, Jenny, has Jenny driven in it yet? And she's like, ah, she can't her knees, the poor thing. Like, she did this to herself like i think he blames it on dancing he's like she used to be quite the hoofer or something dude he finds the fucking candy (laughs) oh my she's not finds the candy finds her on all fours eating it oh it's like oh it's too fucked up i can't be the only one who related to that moment here right i I, I gotta tell you i have not been on all fours devouring candy (laughs) i've done a lot of things but uh, yeah i'm like i've had some (laughs) 
food lows. Like, you know, I, oh, I've, oh, yes. oh, that's mine are more on in top the of the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mine are more in the salty, fatty realm than yeah. Yeah, mine are over the yeah. sink. <laughs> yeah, mine are a lot like I think the container was closed in the garbage, so it's fine. <laughs> my 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 mom puts a bowl of candy on the ground every night for me. I get down on all fours and I eat it. If you're good, yeah. if you're good. By the way, I thought I feel like we're really uh we're we're we really have the same energy as hey, I'll just share the picture with you. We're really we're really pulling this energy right now. The uh the uh the talking funny. The talk I feel like we're the talking funny crew. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that was um yeah. that was the old, that was the show that um fucking what's his name from the office put together. Gervais Ger- Gervais is like let's get comedy icons to all talk comedy and he gets uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, Louis C.K., and himself. Has anything aged worse than this? Charlie, <laughs> if you can watch it, you should. It's something that HBO Max is not going to ever. I don't even know if you can. If it's on there, honestly. No, but no it way. was so it, bad because they even like made fun of Gervais a little bit because Gervais would try to roll with them of like, yeah, when you're on tour and they're all like. How long have you been doing stand-up? A year? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he tr- he just wants to play with the big boys so bad. That's amazing. And I there's like talk of like words you can and can't use and we don't yeah. have to get into and it. They and they talk it's a- about Louie. They, they, Chris Rock makes a joke about imagine Jerry using the N-word, which is just like <laughs> a really funny visual. But then Louis, that like they make the joke that Louie does do it, like just Chris Rock and Louie use, and you're like... Yikes! I, and oh they got Not a the phone over. He's done. They got a phone over Cosby in that too at some point, right? Oh, oh I guess those guys oh, love course. fucking drooling over Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you re- did you guys ever see Comedian? Yeah, I saw yes. that documentary oh, yeah. with uh, Jerry and that other guy. Yeah, There's the a- apex is him meeting Cosby. Yes, right. fucking Jerry and um Jerry and, and Rock both fucking talk about how good Cosby was for so <laughs> <Right>. long. <laughs> um, I saw I saw a Cosby in concert. Uh was it before or after everything went down? I think it was before <laughs> you saw him do a prison show. I saw him at San Quentin <laughs> <laughs> live from Folsom. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, comedy. <laughs> still he doesn't write it. He can still just riff a full hour <laughs> he's still got it yeah he's in line I mean, for the prison dessert being like ooh, <laughs> i'd like to say uh, that i was like above it and i was like this is boring shit but i was like this is awesome i like <laughs> practice so many people after i saw it and i don't bring it out too often anymore but <laughs> yeah a lot of his jokes now i don't get i'm sure i'll get them when i when i eventually get glycoma <laughs> 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 I look forward to really getting into Cosby's stuff later on. <laughs> Down the road, I'm going to be going yeah, into Cosby. I don't relate to it. Like maybe, maybe someday I will. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for fucking coming on High and Mighty and screaming about Sopranos with me. This is all I wanted to do on Zoom, and I was like, oh, if I make it a podcast, then it, people will it's come. official. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the hard the hard thing with Sopranos is that you could scream about the length that we just did for every episode oh, and then the, Yes, for, yes. But you fucking... know, remember when is the lowest form of conversation. <laughs> Ooh, that hits <laughs> fucking hard. That does when hit hard, hard, yeah. And you feel bad for Paulie totally. in that yeah, you're like, and then Paulie again, like he's a great character because you sympathetic, and then you he annoys you, then he's sympathetic, yeah, yeah. then you're like, what a loser, then you're like, oh, what a loser. The <laughs> fucking <laughs> camera shot on that boat of him just being like, 
Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. <so> oh yeah. <laughs> when he when he fucking kills the old lady who finds him, oh, no. searching oh, through her fucking yard. Oh my god, these guys are such pieces of shit. I love G- it. Gabrus, were you weirded out at all when you came to my apartment and you saw uh, the picture of you as Napoleon on my wall? <laughs> 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 oh man, I hope a high mighty lister makes that happen. <laughs> yeah, post- that would be amazing. Next to a, painted me next to a giant uh, Wally. <laughs> I'm standing in a Napoleon outfit next to your big uh, cat. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, shit! I would love that. Um, so uh, let's open up the plug bag. I got to play a three-minute song from Ben Schwartz. And all right, uh, the editor should have put it in there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys all have great fucking podcasts. One, if my listeners probably know about all of them, but let's 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 go around the horn. Uh, all right, Mike. <laughs> Call out who should, who should start. Mike Mitchell. <laughs> uh, I should have. I, we we, I should have right, thought. Ben Rogers. Clockwise. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> Sanders, why don't you plug your podcast? I do one with Gabrus, so it seems ridiculous to plug it. <laughs> uh, Charlie, right. tell, tell my tell the shitheads a little bit about your podcast. But, I'm guaranteeing half of my podcast listeners. Uh, would relate to your show. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's called Bald Talk. It's uh, me and Brian Husky, two comedian, two bald comedians that interview comedians, actors, directors, personalities, celebrities, whoever that's bald about being bald. It's on the Big Money Players Network, produced by Will Ferrell, on iHeartRadio. And you have had some big, you've had some big bald celebs on. We so have, far. yeah, we've had a, a number. Yeah, we had Karamo on uh, from Queer Eye. <laughs> we have had Stephen Tobolowski. Uh, Tony Levin is next week, who's played with every uh, 70s and 80s and 90s musician you've ever, you've ever heard of. Um, and, and you've also more. had some of the hair on as well, right? We had Rob Hubel on because he stopped dyeing his hair. Um, <laughs> that's it so far. But um, that's our only well, haired guest. The good thing about your podcast is that plenty of guests are just a, a six months to a year around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be more. Yeah. There'll be more. So it's Bald Talk. You can find on, it on iTunes and iHeartRadio. Yeah, I'll see it. you in 10 years about, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Mike Mitchell. Uh, you can listen to the Doughboys podcast on uh, HeadGum. And on iTunes, and we have a double on Patreon. Hell yeah. You don't have to listen to it, but thank and, you. Uh, well, if you do have money for Patreon, I would say pass on the daily on the Doughboys double and spend it on Ben Rogers' podcast, which I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Action Boys with a Z dot biz. <laughs> Give it a listen. Rogers is great on it, and I'm fine I'm financially a part of it as well. So let's fucking rock and roll. <laughs> My mom before this before this podcast started, my my mom was very nervous. She was telling me that there's a history of pizza show on tonight, and she wants to watch it with me. And uh, <laughs> and she's nervous. She's like, I hope it doesn't go too long. It starts at ten. So I was like, All right, I'll <laughs> see if I can go sit All up. All right, in, it's in, you're in on your the room. Eastern, you're on the eastern. You're the, the eastern, eastern coast. Of, the you're eastern on the eastern coast, coast of America. <laughs> <laughs> the far west, if you will. Uh, you're sitting down to watch the history of pizza with your mom at 10 p.m. That's right. It's the most Mike Mitchell thing I've ever heard. I mean, unless you don't pay attention to the show at all and just look at your phone the entire time. Uh, that will then happen as well. Then that's the most Mitchell thing. That will happen. I'll be texting uh, you. 
<laughs> Guys, thank you so much for coming on. I just finished a rewatch of The Sopranos, and now I want to watch it again. Oh, we get pumped for Saints in Newark. Yeah. That, oh, right. Uh, totally. So yeah, pumped. That, I can't believe I, I I auditioned for Saints of Newark and I I I I told you and I can't believe you you should you should be in that movie Gabers so you'd be per, you would be perfect for it it's fucked it's fucked up you're not in there I would be a young Bobby Bacala <laughs> it would be you oh, would, I know we're just literally wrapped and I you guys are so excited to hang out with your respective moms but <laughs> uh, one of my favorite scenes in the whole fucking show. I can't believe it. I just want to take a chance when they're playing the fucking board game at Bobby's cabin. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, it's and awesome. Yeah, it's too real it's for me. It's like from a family of face. violent alcoholics. Where I'm like, <laughs> but watching like every time I try see- to get out of this podcast, you pull me <laughs> you back <boom>. in. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. (laughs) It's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. (laughs) Now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.